Hello and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed, a podcast about stepping into the areas of pain to allow God to heal and saturate every aspect of our life because Jesus has already extended healing to us and sometimes it's our job to step in and receive it for ourselves. My name is Ellie Hope Herringshaw and I am glad that you're here today. Today we are continuing our series on identity and what is that all about and how do we reclaim our identity. And I'm going to be interviewing my friend Isaac Perk and he has an amazing story of finding his identity again and stepping into that. We talk about some sensitive things in this podcast episode and we air our opinions on identity and what that looks like. My point here is not to offend anybody by any means. I want to be sensitive, but this is an important topic that does need to be addressed. So I do hope that you enjoy this episode. So we will hop into this episode with Isaac Perk. <laughs> so I'm this so is this is the first time that you've shared your story publicly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What a blessing and an honor that it's <laughs> on my podcast. It's so great. Hey, just thank you for creating space for it. Yeah, that's really what I want my podcast to be. I want it to be a place where, you know, obviously there's a lot of people that resonate with this that are that are divorced and the concept of reclaiming yeah. is is applicable to everybody. Yeah. Because things happen to us, things that things that the enemy meant to destroy us happen. Yeah. But God right. steps in and he brings healing and he brings restoration and then I just really want this podcast to be a platform where people can share that. And then it can build hope yeah. in one another. And that's what your story does, which is so yeah. cool. And so I'm really glad that you're here. So thank you. Hey, thank you. So welcome to Hope Reclaimed. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> but, thanks. I feel welcome. Yes. But you um, you also go to my church. You, yes. go to, you go to Grove. And that's kind of how we connected, I guess. Right? Yes. Why don't you just share a little bit about um, who you are, what you do now, and yeah. then we'll dive into your story. Well, yeah. I'm Isaac. I, hi, Isaac. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I recently graduated from college. Congratulations. I know. What was your Price major? Dad. I studied marketing. Okay. Yes. That's right. Yep. So now I'm in uh, digital marketing. Cool. Um, so I work with, uh, you know, all of the ads that you see on yeah. Google and Facebook. Those those are me. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're really stalking us. Yes. You know, this is a total sidebar, but when I was going through my divorce or right, right when I discovered my ex-husband's affair, the first thing that I did was I Googled, hmm. what do you do when you discover your spouse is having an affair? Like that's wow. actually what I did because the, I was so wow. in shock and I had no idea. Did an ad pop up? Oh my gosh, my ads yeah. completely <laughs> changed wow. on my Facebook, on like, everywhere. It was wow. like, it was like, <laughs> this is this is that... a topic for another time. But <laughs> but we actually, yeah. we, I did an episode on um on on like googling that, like you, what do you actually do? Funny. But um yeah. but yeah, my ads totally changed. It was like divorce attorneys and like private investigators and wow. all this stuff, and it was really scary. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's, wow. it's funny That's when insane. you Google something oh, and yeah. then like everything changes. Yeah. You know, I did end up going through a divorce. I didn't end up using any of the ads <laughs> that I saw <laughs> yeah. in there. I used a great Christian attorney that, um, that helps me out a lot, but. Awesome. Anyway, that's what you <laughs> yeah. do. So thank you. That is what I do. Yep. <laughs> Populating our uh, our Facebook and things. <laughs> yes. Hopefully some of you find that useful. Oh, yes. I'm sure we do. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you do now. Yep. That's, that's what I do now. That's awesome. And what do, you, what do you have? Uh, is, that, is that like a forever job for you? Who knows? Or what do you, Man, what do you feel could... vision to do? Yeah. I mean, I love people. And so, um, you know, working, working with people is what I really yeah. love to do. That's a great. That's great. Um, 
so in whatever capacity that looks like i mean whether that be like as a consultant having my own clients oh cool or you know i could see myself doing kind of what i do for a church one day oh nice or yeah maybe like even like moving up in an agency cool kind of like in a setting like i'm in right now Mm -hmm. yeah and you got time to figure that out totally i could also see myself going overseas yeah who knows the The lord knows the lord will take you yeah yeah but what he's doing right now is he's calling you on this podcast to share your story (laughs) yes that is what he's (laughs) doing what's what's tough about this is that it can often feel really heavy it can often Mm. feel very hard and Mm. so i want to try to keep this as joy-filled as possible yes too as we go yeah so with that why don't you dive in yes let's go for it let's go for it yeah so i um grew up in the twin cities mm-hmm. i have uh you know my parents still live here i have a brother-in-law uh and two sisters okay and like we all have reasons behind our names i won't go into like the full story but basically yeah. the lord promised my parents a son um after a lot of heartbreak hmm and I, so then I came about five and a half years after my sister, Lauren. Wow. Yeah. Super cool story. So then, of course, your name is Isaac. Of course, my name is Isaac. Because you're, yes. the, you're the promised, promised son. One. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. But, you know, whenever there's a there's a promise, yeah. there's pushback. Hmm. And so a lot of my childhood felt like a lot of pushback. Interesting. Um, I really struggled with just like perverse thinking growing up Mm. i come from uh passive abuse Uh, Mm. i was taken advantage of for about two years from um someone within a church that i grew up at um and yeah left me feeling really confused um about who i was and that kind of trickled into my more forming years into middle school and high school i um had some friends that introduced me to to drugs and drinking and while I wasn't a huge fan of drugs um alcohol kind of became like a like a numbing mechanism Mm. for me not really like knowing how to deal with the pain um and this was in middle school this was in middle school yeah I was I was 13 man yeah that's so rough yeah um and you know my my parents they've you know they really did do their best yeah um in terms, you know, like providing counseling hmm. and, um, but you know, my heart just like wasn't open to it. I didn't even think I woke up to the reality of what had happened. Yeah. Um, and so this was my way of kind of like numbing what I didn't know that I was feeling. Right. <laughs> well, I think that that's actually a pretty common experience hmm. that when somebody experiences abuse, particularly sexual abuse, that it's yeah. from the stories that I've heard of people that have experienced that, I think that's pretty normal. Hmm. But I do want to yeah. say, I am so sorry. That's not fair. Hmm. It's just not fair and it's not okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you experienced that. Yeah, it's it's hard and uh, it's it's tragic. Yeah. You know, um, it's not natural. No. You know, for a human to abuse. No, it's human. not. It's not. Um, no, that has to be, somebody has to like teach you how to abuse yeah. someone. Um. Which is so sad, you know. It's so hurt sad pe- because hurt the, people hurt people. Exactly. And then it's just like it's it's perpetuated. Yeah. If you allow that to, then then, you know, I'm sure that that person was hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and whether that was in the same way that you, that they hurt you or or in a different way, hmm. but but that pain is just morphed and the enemy uses that yeah. to hurt other people and um and what's so cool is maybe we're getting a little bit ahead. But <laughs> but what you've done is intentionally cut that off and you're Mm. like nope this isn't going to go on anymore yeah 
and we're, we're getting, yeah. we're getting slightly ahead, but there's hope <laughs> yeah. on the other side, yes. you know, like so that sucks so much as yeah. a kid that sucked so much because that wasn't fair. That's not what you were meant to experience. That's not what yeah. we are meant to experience as, as people. Yeah. But then there's this other side of God, brings God brings redemption Come and then on. he cuts that off and because he's healing. so good. Yes. Real healing. He's so good. Yes. Real healing. At the deepest level. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's so good. So like I always so want good. I always want to bathe. Yeah, this is always my goal on this podcast to like bathe the story. It's so hard and it sucks. It's terrible. But say, yeah, it sucks when you're in it. Yes. But then it's like there there is still so much hope and you didn't see that. No. When you were 13 years old and you're no. drinking. Yeah. Like you were doing the best that you could because Yeah of the pain that you experienced and you were doing that by drinking and yeah. getting in with the wrong crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know how to process it. Right. And so that, yeah. Just that was your I... way. That was your way of processing. So what else, what, I mean, what did that look like for you? Like you were in the wrong mm-hmm. friend group. You're in counseling. Yeah. So your family was trying. I was, was, I was homeschooled. To... Okay. Well. I, I was too. Come on. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> People See, always but... say like, mm, that explains it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I hated it though. Yeah. Because, you know, I went, I went to a, a cop a couple days a week but okay, the yeah. majority of it i was yeah. alone and so alone you know broken yeah trying to look for you know something that's hopeful right right you, you you're looking for healing yeah you know you're looking to feel better maybe not full healing at the time yeah. that you were looking for yeah for help in that yeah 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 so there was for sure counseling in that yeah. in that season um you know there was counseling when you know my parents actually found out about the abuse yeah wow um I was pretty young though. Like, didn't mm-hmm. I think my mom was just more so trying to make sure I was like mentally like okay. Yeah. You know, I was like still yeah. like a like a healthy kid. I think I got all the all the thumbs up there. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went back a little bit later in my in my early teens. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I went back was actually for um, in addition to pornography was actually introduced mm-hmm. by the by the man who I was abused by. Um, and so I went back to counseling oh. for that. You know, counseling is great. I love counseling. Yeah. It's so important to find the right counselor. So important. (laughs) And sometimes you don't find the right counselor. Right. right And so I went through two and then I went to a third one. Okay. And um, with the third counselor. And this is as like like a teenager. As a young teenager. Yeah. Yeah. This is To try to like tell the story again and. Yeah. Wow. That's really hard. Yeah. And yeah, it was the third counselor when I really like actually started to find like it's actually fun to step into healing and freedom. Amen. And that's what I, that's what I found out when I was like oh, that's so 15. It's like, wow, like this person actually wants to, like, he's nice. Yeah. And like, he wants <laughs> what to a like, <laughs> yeah. like, they actually want you to, they like, want me to be healthy. Dread going even yeah. to, to therapy every Tuesday or whatever. It is. <laughs> yeah. Tuesdays, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's like really where my like healing journey began. So, you know, like a pretty lonely season in middle yeah. school um entering into high school though was still felt pretty dark but i could mm-hmm. see the light i was like okay i feel okay. i feel hope yeah um, were you a believer at the time yeah i grew up in a christian family yeah. Okay. um yeah my dad was in ministry all of us mm-hmm. kids did worship with him mm-hmm. and we're pretty involved as well yeah but there's still you know things I had to walk through mm-hmm. in high school yeah uh, i was a private school doesn't mean that everything's okay mm-hmm. um or that everything is like bathed in christianity or, right or yeah yeah um and then 
I feel, feel like things like really started ramping up when I got into college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did full time PSEO. Okay. So I was in college at sixteen. Yeah. Um, and really just met some amazing people, mm-hmm. and for the first time, like, I feel like the Lord like really healed me of a literal fear of man, not fear mm-hmm. of like man of like people, but literally just like being afraid of like men, men as a gender. Wow. Um. It just like didn't have guy friends growing up. Yeah. Um. And so it's so funny what the enemy will do. Yeah. To, to try to keep you from healing. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, but so, so that was a huge step when I was like, wow, like hmm. these are quality guys. Yeah. Um. And so after my um, freshman sophomore year, um, was things like really heated up. Um. Mm-hmm. So somewhere between my sophomore and junior year um was kind of like my lowest of the low in a point of like was drinking a ton you know smoking way more than I wanted to and I kind of just hit like a hit a bottom yeah um and I decided you know what like I need time to get healthy like yeah so I was I had a roommate um and I basically told him I was like you know I kind of need some time to just live alone um and just really pursue healing and so there was like two weeks between the end of that summer and the beginning of my junior year yeah um when I just really kind of went into my prayer closet like I had mm-hmm. I had a um a single dorm room yeah by myself no roommates yeah and I just remember finding so much intimacy with the father oh, in those two so weeks awesome. that's so cool so Sean Foy actually came to um I was I went to the house church for a little okay. while yeah and Sean Foyt is a he's a worship leader, pastor, yeah, evangelist. Evangelist, yeah. Yeah. He's um he does a lot. <laughs> so yeah, he came to the house and you know, there was there was a pretty long period where I actually would have considered myself um gay or bisexual. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. I probably wouldn't have told people that. I probably mm-hmm. would tell my more progressive friends that. Mm-hmm. But yep. you know, for sure no one in my Christian circle really knew the yeah. extent to which what I was feeling including your family yeah the, yeah that summer I started I was like I was actually really close to okay. like to telling them to telling my family uh, I told my sisters okay and I think I mean the biggest thing for me was just, honestly just like fear of abandonment um right and so you know if I told them like what what would happen what would happen yeah yeah and yeah so I actually did tell my sisters mm-hmm. I remember like getting coffee with my oldest sister Karis and mm-hmm. hang out with my sister Lauren yeah there were there were tears and after after my conversation with Lauren I remember she got like pretty pretty emotional and mm. and maybe maybe mad and at the, end of, at the end of that conversation I was like not mad at me more yeah. just like mad at the enemy mm. um yeah Lauren loves me at the end of that conversation I was like okay you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna decide to fight again. Wow. Um, you know, kind of white knuckling it. I feel like that was yeah. my entire okay. process, yeah. just like white right. knuckling, like not knowing how to pursue freedom. Hmm. So, anyways, that's just kind of like um, giving a little bit more context right. to. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, to the night that Sean Foyt was here, and the, yeah, the struggle that you were going through at the time. Yeah, yeah. I'll also flash back to this. This is kind of like one of my favorite memories. So I was at one thing. And yeah. that one thing conference, it's a uh, IHOP, yeah, International House of Prayer in Kansas, Kansas City. City, yeah. So I was there in 2014, okay. And um, you know, just asking the Lord for us, like just like a sign. You know, I was feeling pretty hopeless, like mm-hmm. pretty confused. I was just like crying, and 
this guy came up to me. He's like, hey, I got a picture for you. Like, <laughs> do you mind if I share it? And, you know, I was just, like, sobbing. I was, yeah. like, four- I was, like 14. <laughs> just little Cute Isaac. Little Isaac, like, sobbing <laughs> <Yeah>. at one thing. <laughs> and he comes up to me. And he says, hey, I- so I got this picture. And uh, it's you and... Uh, it looks like you have a wife and two kids mm. and you guys are sitting around a Christmas tree. Like, does this mean anything to you? And you're like wrecked. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is only and at this my time, entire struggle. At this time you believe that you're gay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd say from about the point of like 13 up until like 18. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Some people I'd say, I would tell people all over the spectrum, mainly because there was so much shame behind it. Yeah. So I'd tell some people, yeah, I'm gay or right. I'm bisexual or nope, I'm I'm straight. Yeah. Like, you know, depending on who I was around. Right, right. So, you know, I'm kind of a firm believer, like, you know, the you have to fight hard for the things that are promised to you. But mm. fighting hard looks a lot like resting in him. Preach. <laughs> so oh, there's, su- there's such a balance. How do you balance that? That's the real question. It, well... It's like exactly how to do it. It's, it's just by like leaning on him, <laughs> resting in his yeah. wings, and just like mm. trusting that he has the solution. Yeah, exactly. So what I love to tell people is, I was so okay. So I'll go back to Sean Foyt. So yeah. he was here, and the entire night was just like about freedom, hmm. um, and just had this moment where I thought, "Wow, I can choose freedom." Wow. It was like a, it was a revelation to me. I never thought that I could choose freedom before. And the Lord guided me through this season of of realizing what my cho- like what it actually looks like to choose mm, yeah. and to like remain firm in that. I remember running up to my sister Karis and be like, I can choose freedom. Wow. And like cry and saw her That's like so start crying cool. with me and like because yeah. she knew, you know, she yeah, she yeah. felt the weight. It's like you can you can hear those words maybe maybe you even heard them before yeah but it wasn't until the Lord had like actually planted them in your heart that the revelation happened yeah that then you you could make you could make that actually a choice for yourself yeah so that so that was the day that sort of like that changed. was the day yeah that was wow, that was the day that's so cool yeah and I felt like this like my so my strategy was whenever. Um, and I call it a strategy because that's literally like what it felt to me. I, f- I literally felt like I was in a battle. And right. I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. When, sometimes when you're hurt and you're like, you're feeling in the middle of it. Yeah. Sometimes God calls us to fight. It's like, yeah. it's stepping into healing. That's For me, that was what reclaiming was. Hmm. My strategy was to go back to those places and take hmm. them back. Like I felt like they were stolen. Wow. And I felt like I was in a battle. So it was like my yeah. strategy was to go back to them. Wow. So I think that's. Yeah. That's valid. great. Okay. Rather than Good. sitting yes. passively, like resting in God doesn't mean like being laying passive. in our bed. Yeah. Yes, it doesn't mean being passive. It's like allowing Him to work in us. Yeah. But we're also doing something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I would so love to hear strategy. about your strategy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt like the Holy Spirit was just like, obviously, this life of homosexuality isn't what you're choosing. So, what mm. are you choosing? Wow. And so every time a, um, a homosexual thought would come in my mind i just confess i know i choose wife and i choose kids and i choose a family and the christmas tree in the christmas tree <laughs> i choose i choose a family in the in the living room around wow. a christmas tree wow um and i kid you not um 
you know the enemy gets really 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 tired <laughs> when yeah. he realizes yes. that you're so firm in your decision he's like oh. he backs off yeah because he realizes that you're not shakable anymore wow and i kid you not like a month into that um i was no longer addicted to pornography oh my word i had no attraction to men whatsoever praise god and wow. if you ask people around me they were like isaac you look different hmm. and i was like i know i look different <laughs> It's like I am different. <laughs> I love I'm new. <laughs> wow. wow. I just remember like ha- seeing people outside of chapel and there were a few days they're like, wow. Like, I think this may have been like right after fall break or something. Hmm. Coming back and they're like, man, you just like look different. It's like, yeah, I know. Hmm. And like, this is what Holy Spirit did. Yeah. And there's probably a period of like a month where every day I was just like, crying yeah just like so thankful could you could you tell people what happened like the, to- I, the whole testimony or no at um because i think it's my, okay to like yeah. have experienced that healing mm-hmm. and then maybe not be able to mm-hmm. quite share it but say wow. like wow i am new though yeah yeah i mean i'd say my my community is still like not necessarily um not walking with me like through that but mm-hmm. i'm still like sharing with them more and more mm-hmm. about what that journey looked like wow um but I'd say for a long time, uh, it was just like kind of slowly but surely of like, hey, like this is what the Lord has done. Like this is like wow. where I came from. Yeah. And, and some of my close friends uh, kind of knew what I was like before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you when you step from uh, living in the world to living in the kingdom, you know, just yeah. like in your mindset. Yeah. Um, the people who you surround yourself with, it's just like so different. Yeah. You know, and like the way that you relate to people is just so different. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the friends I had before that, like, we're just not really friends anymore because, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand the concept of transformation. (laughs) I think, I think one of the biggest lies in our culture is that you can't change. Hmm. And is that like, you're, you are a certain way. Hmm. Um, but I think that that goes against, I mean, that goes against everything in the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's real change. There's real transformation. It's from the old man to the new man. Yes. It's, it's from it's from sinner to saint. Yes. And even, I mean, there's even some of that theology within the church, which is, well, I'm just always going to be a sinner and I'm yeah. always going to have that <laughs> sinful nature. But, but that's, that's not, that's not what, that's not what Jesus says. That's not, mm. that's not what the Bible says really, yeah. which is that on the core level, on who, on on the spirit level mm-hmm. we are transformed mm. we are made new yes. completely and that doesn't mean that yeah. everything is perfect and that everything is sunshine and roses right all the time but we have to renew our minds we have yeah. to renew our soul yes. to the reality that our spirit has been transformed yes and so it sounds like you had that that revelation that my my spirit is redeemed yeah my spirit is made new yeah and then you had to renew your mind right. to say, to, to stop those thoughts from coming in, right. to say, um, you know, that there, there was still attraction to men that was taking mm. place after your soul had, or your spirit, right. excuse me, has been right. completely changed. Right. And I think that that's totally, that's, that, that's fine. Yeah. But you have to, but you have to do the work mm-hmm. to say, nope, not going there anymore. That's not who I am. Right. Have you read Wild at Heart? I have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's this one part in that book where he mm-hmm. talks about, <clears throat> you know, you can make a good man believe he is bad. Hmm. And it, or if you tell a good man that he's bad for so long, he'll believe that he'll he's believe bad. It. Right. Yeah. 
Well, that's what the enemy does. Right. That's exactly, exactly what the enemy does. And that's what we often do to ourselves. Yeah. That I'm like, bad. I'm bad. My heart is bad. Yes, exactly. And <clears throat> and so even when you're living in the shame of sin, like continuing to perpetuate that, we live in the shame of our sin, of mm. of whatever we've done. We're telling ourselves that we're still as bad as the sin mm. when we're actually redeemed from that. Right. And when we turn from it and have repentance, that's when that we're not we're not bad anymore we're right. actually good right. we're we're made we're made right. new one of my favorite things um i think this was in wild at heart too but when god created adam yeah out of dust right um yeah everything before this was just good you yeah know, made the sun the moon and the stars this is good <laughs> but the moment that he created adam adam hadn't even done anything for him yet wow and he looked at him with awe and love in his eyes mm. and just said this is very good yeah hadn't done one thing for him but in his nature he is, was very he was good. very good and adam didn't do anything adam did nothing <laughs> he was just <laughs> like, created literally just wow. created that's so beautiful and it's like if god can look at adam who has done nothing for right. him he looks at me and says the exact same he thing says, you are very good you're very good you're very good yeah so what i'd love to do because you know there there is the we, li- we live in this world where this topic is not – it's har- it's a hard one. Yeah. It's a really hard one, and even within the church. Yeah. Like, there is um, – I have no doubt that I'm going to get pushback for this episode. Hmm. I really – like, yeah, seriously. for sure. And you know this, too. I mean, like, yeah. this isn't – this is a, this is a hard topic because there's people within the church that um, – yeah, I mean, homosexuality is a really it's it's a it's, hot topic. Yeah, very or hot. people just step away from it completely. Yeah. And um, so how do you how do you handle that? Like yeah. this idea. I mean, we touched on it a little bit. This idea that people can change. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah. why would you want to? <clears throat> Does that? Wow. I mean, because that's what people say. That's such a great question. Yeah. Why would you want to? <laughs> you don't realize that the life that you've been living has been toxic until hmm. somebody either tells you or you um or you experience it for yourself that these Ooh, cycles wow. that these yeah. cycles of living have either um hurt you hurt those around you um and i think it just takes someone who's really introspective it has to take introspection to really hmm. realize how's my heart like hmm. how do i feel about myself hmm. like do i hate who i am like at a, at a at a soul at a soul level like do wow. i do i like not like myself and for me that that was all that was the case mm. for sure i did not like who i was um did not think i was attractive yeah um did not yeah just really didn't like myself yeah um so for me i want i wanted to change because I want to live how he says I am or like, mm. I want to live. Um, I knew that there was a way that I could be living better. I just, hmm. I just knew, I knew that there was something more rewarding than serving myself rather than satisfying my desires wow. or living in my confusion. I mean, people can romanticize confusion hmm. um, in, in pain. Yeah. And I feel that culture does that quite a bit, romanticizes yeah. it and said, Hey, like this is actually beautiful. Um, confusion is not beautiful. It's not for us. <clears throat> and 
and I wanted to change because I, I realized all of that. Mm. Um, yeah. That, I mean, that, that makes sense. That yeah. does. I mean, we live in this world right now that, that it's this idea that, um, oh, it's just who I am. And mm. then the shame will lift when you acknowledge who you are. <laughs> There's so Do much. you know what I mean? Yes. That's, that's really what's glorified, which is come out of the closet mm. and be who you are, mm. which is I'm gay or mm-hmm. I'm transgender or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's the coming out of coming out. That's mm-hmm. the glorified thing. Yeah. And what, what you're doing is counter to that. Yeah. I mean, what this is, is very core to, or it's, it's, it's very different. Yeah. And, um, but really what it is, is the gospel. It's that there is, that God has more for us, which is to, to be who he created us to be. What he really, really wants for us is to live wholly for him. Yeah. To live completely oriented towards him. You know what was so freeing for me hmm. in this process? I don't, remember, I don't remember if this is something that I read or something the Holy Spirit told me, but I realized that freedom from homosexuality is not heterosexuality it's holiness well there it is like we were not created to be heterosexual heterosexual. we were created to be holy whoa okay that's it that's it right (laughs) there (laughs) that's the thing yeah wow and so knowing like i wanted to change it wasn't me wanting to not be homosexual Hmm. although that was a, a bit that was a big part of it yeah um, but I want to be like Jesus. Hmm. I want, I'm, I'm holy and stepping into what does a life of holiness actually look like? Hmm. Wow. Um, and what did Christ dying on the cross actually pay for? Wow. Yes. It paid for me to be like him. To be like him. Yeah. And that's what, that's who he's created us to be now. Yeah. That's the transformation, which is now I look like him. Now I look like and, him. Yeah. And our, you know, we are not our this this podcast is not supposed to be a teaching on <laughs> on <laughs> yeah. homosexuality and a theology of that. That's not what this podcast right. is about. Right. If this is if you're listening to this and you're just like all of the red flags going off, or maybe you're like I want to learn more. I'll say this at the beginning of this episode <laughs> yeah. too. Like, yeah. be warned. <laughs> um, Disclaimer. This is more just like a conversation about it. But yeah, you know we we are not our sexual desires. No. That's not who we are. No. And. Just because I have had, just because I am heterosexual and I'm attracted to men, mm-hmm. does not that doesn't that's not all of who I am. That's right. not like right. if I it's never get a, it's such a small portion. Oh yes, actually. And if it's and if it's if I never get married again, that doesn't or if I never like touch another man again, yeah. That that doesn't mean that I'm like less than a person or something. Like yeah, um, yeah. yeah so the goal is never like the goal <laughs> so- is never to like be married right. or the goal, you know, I mean, w- whether you're homosexual or heterosexual, it's never to like have a relationship with someone. Right. You know, I mean, Paul talks about how, about, um, like it's better to be single. Yeah. It's well, not, we it's were, not we just were created, about... we were created for a relationship. And if yes. you don't find that in him, then you're looking out for that. You're like, yes, you're yeah. looking for that in, in, in other people. And it's like, we were you're created, it. we were created, uh, for marriage with him. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And to be one with him. And so if we're feeling like that's been morphed. It's a whole process. It, it's a whole process of yeah, exactly. realigning your desires. Mm-hmm. And whether that's whether that's like a heterosexual person who's like 
if you're, I mean, if you're morphing that mm-hmm. and like, you know, addicted to pornography on that end too, mm-hmm. like it's mm-hmm. that, that's the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. still sexuality right. that's being morphed. Yeah. Being it's obsessive still, over yes, relationship. Exactly. Um, and then even, yeah. And sexual, sexual impurity in, um, out, you know, outside of marriage. I mean, it's all, yeah. it's all the same thing, which is, which is an identity an identity morph <laughs> it's yeah. a morphing of of how god created us and the enemy using that and saying you need to fulfill these desires in this way which is mm. using other people and and abusing yourself mm. in the process mm-hmm. because anything that's outside of his desire anything that's outside of you know his perfect plan for us is idolatry and it's mm-hmm. um it's 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 abuse to ourselves yeah. because it's outside of what God really wants yeah. for us. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm it's, <laughs> I'll no, step down from that. <laughs> no, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but it's so true. And it's not just about like, Oh, you know, homosexuality is bad. Hmm. It, that is not, that's not what this is. It's that what, like y- you were not living in your identity. Mm-hmm. When I have been in relationships outside of, uh, you know, after my divorce and I was using other people to get something, when I've been, I've dated, I've dated guys and I've like tried to feel better about myself because mm. I was feeling insecure. So like, mm. so I'd date them and try to feel better. Wow. That's, that's not okay. No. And like, it's so not about like us. No, no. Space too. Exactly. Yeah. And it, and then it, we're in that, in whatever, whatever our thing is, it's about taking that and saying, God, you created me to be holy. Yeah. You have called me holy. Right. Um, I was just reading in Second Corinthians, I think it's Second Corinthians six, that righteousness is a weapon. Come on. And so good. when we are clothed in righteousness, like it says in um, Isaiah sixty one, that He has clothed us in righteousness, like He's put righteousness on us. Come on. And with that, that's like a weapon. Yeah. I think of that too as like, like part of the armor of God that we're yes. taking that up and we're like, no, we are choosing to live rightly. Right. And, and then that becomes, um, you know, we, (laughs) we, we then, we then live to, um, to be an example for people to, to glorify God and then to fight that, fight Mm -hmm. the enemy. Yeah. And it's all rooted out of that place of knowing this is who I am. Mm -hmm. It's not just about doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can do the right thing and not know who you are and you're still missing the point. Wow. It's knowing who we are in him. So who's Isaac? Isaac is a son. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I uh, am a son who mm. um, who has learned masculinity from his father. Mm. And that's what it's all been about. It's all been about following um, the original design um, of kingdom masculinity mm. and what that looks like. And just like for you. Yeah, you know, exactly. Kingdom femininity. Right. Right all modeled from him and his right uh his design yeah so how is your strategy Mm -hmm. that you were talking about previously um what does that look like now yeah because you know it hasn't been that long no it's been like two two might be two years might be three years okay (laughs) it's somewhere between (laughs) there it feels like a lot probably yeah yeah. um well whatever it is (laughs) it hasn't been that long no um and you're young yeah and I, I'd love to hear how, um, 
what, what the Lord is calling you to mm-hmm. moving forward yeah. to continue to step into your identity mm-hmm. because we have a revelation of who we are and who God created us to be. But that also does change throughout yeah. as we, as we grow and as we deepen in our faith. Yeah. So what is that, what is that looking for you? What is that looking like for you now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like one thing the Lord has really been speaking to me about is, um, my convictions mm-hmm. and, uh, and refusing to be lukewarm about them, hmm. about them. Yeah. You know, what I, what, what the Bible says is right and wrong and, uh, you know, standing on that yeah. and being unwavering about it. Um, you know, it's been so cool. Something that's so healing for me is actually being able to talk to people who are either struggling with their identity now or have, hmm. um, I, you know, I've gotten to sit down with a couple people. One was, one was a mom whose mm-hmm. uh, son was just about to get married okay. to another man okay, and was just feeling like really hopeless. You know, mm-hmm. she's, she's a believer and I had to sit down with her and just say, regardless if he goes through with the wedding or not, he's one choice away from reconciliation. Hmm. Just one choice. Right. Um, and like, cause I've gotten to sit down with a couple men who, who are in that space now and telling them, Hey, the process of renewing your mind is actually very practical like yep. it's so practical it's not this far imaginary process of yep. like okay i get a new mind now it's it's not fluffy no it's not fluffy yeah. it's very renewing your mind looks like taking those lies captive yep. not even giving them any attention or any mm-hmm. power and confessing what is true over yourself yeah that's what renewing your mind looks like it's it's this image of a forest and one path is really clear Hmm. Um, but it's not the right path. The right path is actually off the other way, but you wouldn't know that because there's, there's brush. Right. And so renewing your mind actually looks like it's a, it's aggressive. It's chopping down brush in that path and clearing out that path. Yep. So, so much so that new brush has grown up in the path that was normal for you Hmm. before. And now this new path is perfectly clear. Right. Well, there's and there's actually science to this, which yes. is, um, yeah, um, Dr. Caroline Leaf mm-hmm. does wonderful research about this, um, and it's that that's really just about rewiring those neural pathways. Yeah. Which is these wrong thinking and, um, you know, even just negative self-talk, yeah. which is our mind goes there when we continue to give that attention, like I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm mm-hmm. stupid. For example, mm-hmm. then when we <laughs> When our mind goes there, we can make a choice. We can say, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm actually this. And that yeah. does take time. Mm-hmm. It takes effort and it's kind of hard. Yeah. But then eventually more and more, it's, it's going, it, it will be easier as we go. Yeah. There's this passage in Luke 11. I want to pull it up super quick. It talks about um, something just like so, so pivotal. Oh, it's right here. Praise God. Because I've been, I've been dwelling on this. Um, this is the NLT. And it says, when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that its former, fo- its former home is all swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter the person and live there. And yeah. so that person is worse off than before. Ooh, there's a lot to that scripture. I've, yeah, I'd love to hear your yeah. perspective there. Yeah. So for me, um, you know, when I was set free, what I I tell people is, you know, it was 18 years of process 
but it was one moment of freedom um Mm. like all leading up to that and so you know and that spirit whether that be you know of homosexuality of loneliness what uh, abuse when that left me um you know if you don't fill yourself with um you know with holy spirit with with the lord and his love his yeah your identity um bad things happen yeah you know it says um you know when it when it searches house and finds that it's still empty yeah it'll come back and it'll be even more powerful than it was before yeah and so even more yeah even more of those it's gonna be like oh there's the, the parents aren't here let's have a big party yeah with you know with all the lies yeah and so it's like for me my strategy is always keeping my house full of holy spirit <laughs> that's that's the best strategy. <laughs> that is the best strategy. Because, you know, scripture literally tells us, yeah. you know, you can be free of something, mm-hmm. but if you're not filling it with what's really going to edify you and build yes. you up, that same issue is going to come back and maybe yes. others. Yes. And that's, um, yeah, I've been, I've been really processing, um, maybe this is a bit of a tangent, but, but the importance of like grounded word, mm-hmm. <laughs> like come really on. the, like the true, like, you know, yes. word of God, like the Bible. Yeah. Like, fill your mind with the Bible. Mm-hmm. Actually read the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, like, that's actually a really good thing really to good do. Really good for you. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it was, uh, it's first, first Timothy 4, verse 12, which is, don't let anyone look down on you for, because you're young. Mm-hmm. And I want to take that because, I mean, I'm not that young, but I want to. You're still young, I, Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in my 20s, technically. Um, but, but, um, but Paul is instructing Timothy in this in um in this book and he's saying until i come devote yourself to public reading of the scriptures Hmm. to exhortation and to teaching and then he says Hmm. do not neglect the gift that i've given you Hmm. um that was given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid hands on you so for me that means don't neglect reading the word of god yeah and for people at this time it was reading it publicly because they didn't have access to the bible right but studying it getting it inside of us, teaching it, and right. then living with the rhema word of God, which is the living and alive, like being in touch with Holy Spirit. What is he saying to us now? Yes. And I think that that is a big part of filling the house, like you're talking about in this passage yes. in Luke, that when we sweep it out, we clear out all those lies, mm-hmm. fill your life with the word of God, mm-hmm. like people, come on get in the (laughs) word (laughs) like get into it and even if it's like hard and it feels dry for you get into it because it's not it's not always going to stay stale if it feels stale to you and then fill your mind with the rhema word the new word of god what is he saying to me right now what are pictures that i'm getting what are pictures that people are getting for me um that that stuff that's new and alive and um and having that not not outweighing one or the over the other, mm-hmm. but keeping them together because that's I think really where our house is full. Yes, where our house then be, can can be full, and then the lies can't come in. Come and on. when they do, we got the word of God that says, "Wait, wait a second, this isn't a line." Yes, let's get it out of here. Come on, I was literally just listening to a sermon by Bill Johnson, who's the yep. uh, pastor of Bethel in Redding, California. Mm-hmm. And, huge fan huge fan. yeah and one of the things he <laughs> was saying um <clears throat> you know it's different okay oh my gosh there are two points it's so good um to comment off what you were saying he, he was he was telling us 
the antidote to a fiery dart of the enemy is the word of God. Yes. So Hands when, down. <laughs> so whenever you um, are tempted, believing lies, mm-hmm. whatever that is, the antidote to that is the word of God. So let's say, okay, I, yeah, I'm just like struggling with identity, you know. I was doing great for a long time, yeah. struggling with it again. Okay, is my house, like, is my house filled with him? Mm-hmm. Okay, Holy Spirit, come and fill my home. Mm, yep. And I rebuke everything else that is yeah. not welcome. You are required to leave. And what does the word say about me? Yes. What does the word say about my house? Come on. I, I think in this case, your house is your identity. Yeah. <laughs> you yes. know? Yeah, your it really is. house is your identity. Yeah. The enemy comes in and tries to tell us, like, oh, we're, you're a house full of sin or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. You're a house full of shame. Hmm. But then sweeping that out and then filling it with the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, if anybody listening who is like searching for freedom, yeah. I think at this point is like super, super beneficial too. So it's, it's different to stop doing something than to change the way you think about that thing. So now you can say that again. It's different to stop doing something hmm. than to change the way you think about that thing. That's some powerful stuff right there. <laughs> That's so good. That's so it's really different good. for you to yeah. stop watching porn than to actually change what you think about porn. Porn. You know, there's that passage, um, you know, when when Jesus is asking, you know, Peter, like, who am I? Yeah. And they say, you know, well, you know, these people say you're this. And he's like, but who do you say I am? He mm-hmm. says, you're, you're Christ. Yeah. He was getting after the way that Peter was thinking. Yep, exactly. It's always about how you're thinking. It's mm-hmm. not about what you're doing. It's about it's about your heart yep. and your mind. <laughs> Whoa. <that is> <laughs> because when it's just about stopping a behavior, hmm. then that's law. That's just straight yeah, up law. It's law. It's straight up yeah, law. Yeah, that's all right. And there's a reason we have the law. Mm-hmm. But Christ did not come to to abolish the law he came to fulfill it it, which is then to breathe the life into it which says which says there's there's grace (laughs) there's grace within the law we're doing this to change exactly what you're saying to change the way we're viewing right what we do right how we do it right like it's not about me it's not about me stopping lying Mm -hmm. but it's like no actually what do I think about myself? Mm-hmm. What am I thinking about truth or wh- whatever it is? Yeah. It's a it's a core change. Yeah. It's transformation. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like, Holy Spirit, help me change. Help change what I think about this. Mm-hmm. Change what I think about this. I don't I don't like the way I'm thinking about this. And even help to the, me. even to the, the pornography example, um, I just did an episode with with my brother and he was sharing about that. And, and he just said that he when he had a revelation of how he viewed people hmm. then it wasn't just about stopping the pornography wow it was about like he started seeing people different wow it was like it was a change realizing wow realizing that it wasn't yeah. just about like demoralizing women or like mm-hmm. devaluing mm-hmm. women but it was mm-hmm. about people in general mm-hmm. that he was using people and i wow. thought that that was a really beautiful thing that it wasn't just about nope I'm saying no to pornography. It was about saying yes mm-hmm. to valuing people. Viewing people rightly. Yeah. It's so important. And viewing ourselves rightly too because mm. we we are worth 
living righteously and you can't and holy and you can't view yourself rightly if you don't view him rightly yeah because the only way that we know who we are is by looking is by looking at the mirror of him mm-hmm. yeah i've been saying that when we just gaze on him we begin to look like him hmm. and the more that we just look at him the more we become like him and look like him um, i just love that idea wow. because we really do we really do begin to look like the thing we worship. Yes. And, and truly worship. And there's always something sitting on the throne of your heart. Come on. <laughs> there's always something. And if it's, yes. see, yes. oh my gosh, not sinning yeah. can be your focus, mm-hmm. but your focus is still on sin. Your mm, focus wow. cannot be not sinning. Yeah. It has to be on Jesus. Yep. Because, Yeah. Yeah, even if not sinning is on the throne of your heart, yeah. that's still that's still sin consciousness. Mm-hmm. It's being so conscious of him and the revelation of who he is and what he's done yep. and who we are as a result of that. Yeah, because it's making – it's all about the no then. Hmm. If you're sin conscious, it's wow. about the no. It's rather than about the yes wow. of saying yes to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's how – that's really how he wants us to live. And that's what I see that that mm. how you're living and walking in your identity now. Mm. It's not about saying no, no to, it's not. to this way of life. It's about right. saying yes to Jesus. Right. Um, and there's so much freedom in that because you're not living by rules and regulations. You're living by freedom. Because you can say yes to freedom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sean Voigt. <laughs> yes. I think Sean Voigt should come on my podcast. <laughs> you should. Call out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give me a call. Wow, I I mean, we touched on a lot in this, but this was so, oh, just like, <laughs> so meaty bad. and good. And thank you, Lord, for being so present in this conversation. Wow. I'm so grateful for um, for your willingness to share mm. your story and your freedom. Wow. Um, it's really just my my desire that people can catch on to this, that it's not about the no. Mm. It's not about the right. no, it's about the yes. Right. And, um, and we all have the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. We all do. We all do. And that's just so beautiful. So thank you so much for being here. Hey, thank you. For being such a, um, just such an encouragement to me Mm. in walking in your identity, your true identity Mm. and who God made you to be. So thanks, Isaac. Thank you.